There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Oh, and look over there. Wow. Is that oh, culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las Culturistas calling. Do you miss me? I really, really missed you the last week or so. I really did. And I missed the readers, of course. But I missed the essence of me, my breast, my my breast, soul, my soulmate, Matt my Rogers. best breast, my best. Honestly, breast. I didn't know if you missed me because I didn't feel like you know. Didn't what feel are you talking about? You did. You did call me. You did Facetime me because you wanted to find out about my, how my Memorial Day weekend was. I felt like you were also on your own journey with your own people. I did not want to interrupt that, and you knew the same of me. And I think we were just. I think this is a healthy, healthy. boundary. It, mm-hmm. it's not about, it wasn't even about boundaries. It was just us like kind of sensing each other. Mm-hmm. But if if you feel like I neglected the friendship in any way, I'm sorry. You did not. No, no, no. I was just being, um, I believe the word is needy. Um, and I was also, it's I funny that you say needy. like, I, I can be needy. needy. It's funny that you were just like, you were just like, no, I think it's good. You were with your people. I was with my people. Cause I was about to say, I don't think we should ever vacation separately again. So that's hmm. interesting. I guess we're just in two different places. Do you believe this? You feel this way? I was, li- I literally, well, I, can I talk say, about I your vacation? You had a stressful vacation. I had a dramatic vacation. vacation. Can you, do you want to tell the readers about it? I would like to tell the readers all about it. And then I also want to hear about yours because I haven't heard like the details of yours yet either. Oh yeah, I'm happy to share. So as you can hear in my voice. And mine. I we're mean, both, yeah. We're both not vocally great. 
we're not vocally healthy. We're not ready to go take the stage at Carnegie Hall and perform alongside the likes of Nicole Scherzinger just yet. Mm. Um, I don't know why I thought of her performing at no, Carnegie Hall. I, she hasn't she? I feel like she probably has. I'm sure she's she could. I'm sure she could. She's, she's a stunning she's singer. Sure she's she's incredible. <laughs> I'm sure she's incredible. Um. So yes, went to Palm Springs and um. I guess suffice it to say, it's like, you, you know, it, it, it offered everything it usually offers. A lot of partying, a lot of going out. And then I have to say, you know how famously Palm Springs, when you go there, if you've ever been there, readers, you know that if you rent a house, there's commonly signs up everywhere and you get a warning from the people that you rent the house from, like, hey, no music outside. You you, you know this, right, Bo? I actually did not in that... Yeah. And, but because of the topography of Palm Springs, it's just one flat expanse. So the sound kind of, I mean, your neighbors hear the, the sound travels in a very unfortunate way. Right. And so, so that, that is the case. And so, of course, you understand why that's, that's, that's so. And you understand why these signs are posted. And you also get that it's like, you get that it's like, you know, it's very actually pretty residential. You know, a lot of people live there all year round. It's not just this, this vacation destination for, um, people that want to descend upon it um, on, their, on their weekends. You understand. So um, had that being said, I have vacation there about six or seven times, and I've always played music at a reasonable volume outside, yeah. never gotten in trouble. So I thought, um, or at least everyone I was with thought, oh, we can play music. So we are halfway through a lip sync competition. Um, I had just done my performance uh, to the song Daisies by Katy Perry. Oh my, con- my God. My you must have was, made it such a moment. Yeah, go. Well, do you, did I tell you my concept? I think you you mentioned it, but it wasn't fully conceived. So what was the final execution? Well, the message that I wanted to give everyone watching the performance was to never give up. And so um, what I did was I That's started... such an important message. It's a, such an important message, I felt. And I, yeah. I was actually was going first in the lip sync competition. There were 10 competitors, and I was sort of, set, sort of setting the tone. And so I was like, I have to really drive my message home. So I um, dressed up as... I came out as Amy Adams in Arrival. Mm. Oh, yes. And I, I revealed... In the, in the space suit. In Not the, the space suit, suit, but the suit where she's talking to the aliens. Yeah, so she's in her orange sort of getup. So yeah. I got that, and um, I daisies began, and I, you know how Amy Adams holds up a sign, and it says like it, Human, it says her, or... it says her name or something, and she tries to communicate with the aliens. Yeah, yeah. So I pulled up a sign that said Oscar question mark, and then I mm. threw the sign, and I I, t- I tore away the arrival look to a nun costume, and then Damn. I was Amy Adams in doubt, and I sang a little bit more of the song, and I held up the sign again, and I still didn't get the Oscar, and I took off my nun habit, and I had an enchanted dress, and then I took off the enchanted dress, and I had this hot little number I bought off Amazon, and I was American Hustle, and by the oh way, the nun God. habit, of course, tore, tore away to reveal my red Amy Adams hair, and... Then under the American Hustle dress, I had a tiny little tube top and little tiny shorts because I was Amy Adams in the fighter. This is this is how many t- costumes? Four well, or five? This was oh, f- oh. a five and one. And then I picked My up God. on the ground. I had these two big eyes and I held the big eyes up, big and, up eyes. in front of my eyes. And I sang like the bridge to the song the where she's going like, yeah, yeah, you know that part of Daisies? I'm you not that familiar it. with the song. Okay, well, 
Uh, of course, after this, everyone's going to want to get familiar. It's going to go to the top of the charts after this. <laughs> um, and then finally, I I threw myself behind the audience um, and went in the house and was was looking out the window. So then I was finally the woman in the window. Oh, my God. And so basically the theme was Amy Adams would never stop trying to win an Oscar until they cover her in daisies, daisies, daisies. Now, I did well, and I'm happy I got to do my performance because after about the sixth person competed, we get an aggressive knock on the door, not with a warning, but with a dismissal from the home. They said, Who is at the door? The host? The leasing person, I guess. And they were like, you have to leave in an hour. Like, I'm going to be back in an hour and everyone has to leave. And they said no it was because of a noise slash parking thing. Like, there were a lot of cars out front, I guess. Uh, I don't know. The, the rules were allegedly broken. And the, it was not a thing where we could, like, discuss it. Everyone's, like, like Chris Liker is dressed as a cat. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all, like, in these, like, outfits. I'm like, okay, well, we got to go. So we have to, like, get out of our outfits and then sort of get all of our shit together to leave. We don't know where we're going. This is happening Saturday. We're supposed to be supposed to be there Saturday, Sunday. We eventually, like, found rooms at the Ace Hotel, which actually was kind of great. And so it all worked out. But we did not get to finish the competition. We do not know who wins. I guess we'll just have to resume it later, but... The I'm drama. So sorry. The but drama. You, you had a good time at the Ace. Oh my God, had a great time at the I Ace. Feel like, I feel like the Ace is always booked up in Palm Springs. Well, you know, I think maybe because of COVID, it wasn't as booked up, but we got a nice room and like we went to the pool. The pool was great. Okay. Great mix of people. Okay. You know, there were straights there. There were queers there. Hmm. Sometimes you couldn't, you didn't know what the hell was going on. A guy right. in a, and a, a guy in a straw hat that looked like a burning man type. I'm going to say little, came yeah, up to me, burner. took off his sunglasses, got on my level in the water and asked me, you vibing. And Ooh. I was like, I suppose I am, sir. I hope that that is like, I don't know if that is welcome at Pride. Much like kink, I don't think that energy is welcome at Pride. And I'm glad you got you got that experience out of the way before June hit. I mean, yeah. Basically, like I was like, I said to him, I was like, you better float away. Because in, away. In, in just hours it's gonna be June and you in this flat straw hat. I said he had the most he not, had big not vibing Adam anymore now you've asked me. Yeah. Oh, but but you would which, which you which like question mark? Okay. Oh yeah, he was so then you say he was the hottest man in the pool. Hottest man in the pool. So you didn't you didn't fully dismiss it or, or hate it? No no. I mean I was no. he asked me if I was vibing and there was that little part of me that's like, is this straight guy flirting with me? Because that that's an experience I've never had. Like to be mm. hooking up with a straight guy, and I yeah. was very, in, I was very in a place to try new things this weekend too. I, I don't sure that's wonderful. I don't think so, honey. So many of these people out here being like, I fucked my straight boss. It's like, are you lying? I don't believe you. I don't believe all queer people. I'm sorry. No, Is that's a uh, that's a that's bad a thing rule of culture. <laughs> that's a rule of culture. It's rule of culture number fifty. Bowen, Bowen Yang, Yang does not does not believe, believe all, all queer, queer people. people. And a message to that person who said she fucked her straight boss. My whole thing is, you want to fuck a straight person? That's wonderful. Don't fuck your boss. Don't, don't shit where you eat. Don't shit at where all. you eat. Ever in any in any situation. Sorry. Sorry, um Mia Farrow. Ooh, sorry, Mia. Why did I go there? <laughs> oh, oh my god. <laughs> well, <sighs> honestly, had she not fucked her Stop. Boss? No, don't you're victim blaming <laughs> no, queen. I, no, I, you don't know where I was about to go. I was gonna say, had she not fucked her boss, she wouldn't have gotten divorced. That's <laughs> what I was gonna say. 
That's the worst thing that happened to her. That's I, I the worst. I, no, it's the only thing I'm bringing into this conversation. All right. Hi, anyway. Tell me, tell me uh, oh, and by the way, I guess I, I do want to be honest with this about the readers. Okay. I, did have my, I did have my first uh, type of sexual varietal here, which was a, three, a three-way. Is that what we're calling them? Sexual varietal? Varietal? Well, I, it's a varietal of sexual yes. activity. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I, I just, I just, I kind of, I'm, I'm interested by that phrasing. Okay, my great. phrasing, yeah, not necessarily by the fact that it happened. No, I'm so. No, I, we've been over this. I, I was so happy for you. And the, I, the first person I told when you told me was Sudi because I was on vacation with her. I was like, oh my god, Matt just had his first threesome. What and did she do? Do an impression she, of her. She was like, oh my god. I think she was like genuinely happy. She was, well, yeah, she was very happy. Can I tell you? I, I really liked being like the guest star. Mm, like oh like um you know reese witherspoon on friends i'm sorry Literally. friends is top of mind because the reunion happened did you watch it i we uh we watched our, our our vacation house watched the first hour and then we as soon as malala came on to talk about how much she loved the routine <laughs> episode we were like all right we gotta tap out could i be more of a survivor could i be more shot in the face by the <laughs> taliban I wanted her to come out with the Rachel and be like, and Jennifer Aniston would have grabbed, would have put her hands over her mouth, and that way she does like, oh my god, oh my god, this yeah. this impact of this show, the impact of this show. <laughs> I I have to say, I we put it on, Lewis and I were watching it. We put it on, and we couldn't have been complaining about it more. Oh and yeah, we were, always, we were, we were like, the whole "Fuck time. this! Fuck this! Fuck this!" We put it on and we sat the whole time and we're like, mm-hmm, "Yeah, mm-hmm. No, I, no, I didn't think it was that bad." Well, maybe, and I'm on record as saying I don't think so, honey. The Friends reunion, but TBH, it, I, it made me chuckle. I think it depends on like, and I think this is true of a lot of viewing experiences. It depends on social proof, which is like you are laughing if people around you are laughing at something, or you're. You are enjoying something if people around you are enjoying something, or or the or the opposite is true. But maybe that this was the friends reunion was maybe sort of a um, uh, context dependent thing. Well, were you a friends person? I wish I know this is the case. Is no and slash. Were you with people? Because are the were the girls? Is I bet Heidi's a friends person. So here's the thing. Okay, so um, you're with was, Heidi and Aidy and Sudi and Heidi, Celeste. Sudi, Celeste, Ego, um, mm. and. Uh, it was a fun, fun group. But I will say, I was not a friends person. I would catch it every week or so when it was still on. Right. Remember the finale being such a moment. Did not make the list. Sorry to say, it did um, not. Uh, did not we, make we, the list. And I don't know that we have to do another list to include. I don't that think one. we have to do another list to include that. Uh, but I, friends was always a little bit alienating to me because it was liked by all of. I mean, it was liked by everybody, but it was specifically passionately liked at the time by. The mean white kids in drama club when I was a freshman really? in high school, and it was like such a thing for them to fucking quote the shit out of it in a way that was like, oh well, I know the Simpsons and Seinfeld and SNL, but they seem to they seem to think that this Friends thing is like the best thing that's ever been made. Um, and of course, I feel very righteous right now in 2021, being like a Simpson Seinfeld, like fucking like yeah, Harvard, I li- Harvard I, I like masturbating piece of shit. Yeah, pedigree, whatever. Uh, pedigree, dear. No, but I friends always rub me the wrong way, and like 
we know, we all know at this point, like, problematic show with with the weird little moments. Mm-hmm. Six stars appreciate the this sort of new model of sitcom that it created where it was like an ensemble comedy. Yeah. Love that. It was very emotional seeing Matthew Perry. That was like, that was like really tough, but like mm-hmm. beautiful that he was there with everybody. Yeah. Um, but otherwise I was like, otherwise I was like, um, put off by the reunion and I think it was because me and Celeste were there and we were shitting on it the whole time and we made everyone else feel bad about how homophobic and transphobic this show is. But then, <laughs> but then afterwards we stopped and then afterwards Heidi texted the group. She was like, okay, I'm actually finishing up the Friends reunion and it's actually, parts of it are really sweet. And then I think like other people might have secretly, Fran Gillespie loves Friends and she mm-hmm. was like maybe the most hurt or uh, vulnerable about watching it because she loves friends so much. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. It's it's like anything else. It's like it's like Sex in the City. You could say the uh, liter- yeah. you could of say the course, literal I same know, shit about I it. I know, I know. But I think I think Friends was just so it represents just like populist, like mainstream. Like when they when they were talking about how many people watched the finale, oh, I, know. I was it's like, insane. oh my god! And that's when you realize like that's why all those people are so 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 famous. Whereas it feels like now. Almost no one is that famous. Like, those people were huge. Like, Jennifer Aniston was, I mean, still is, obviously. But she's one of those last vestiges of, like, huge fucking TV star, Mm. crossover movie star, 90s megastar. General appeal. General audience loves. Four Quadrants loves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I will say, like, it was fun to watch the interactions between them because it's like and i've always been on record as being like why are people so obsessed with seeing these six human beings share a space i'm just like Mm -hmm. it's like they do it all the time like it feels like you constantly see them get together Together. i mean the show is always on but i do think it's like i think it reminds people of old friend i think it genuinely makes people feel like they're catching up with old friends like it it almost felt like a reunion for the audience members that love that show as well Mm -hmm. as them Mm -hmm. and like i'll tell you the only time it made me a little sad was when i felt like matthew perry something was off do you know what the deal is there i think he i think it was just he's just been through hell to hell and back he's just been he's just been to hell and back Yeah. yeah yeah okay um but oh, you're right. That's interesting that uh, people feel like they were see they felt like they were immersed in this sentiment mm-hmm. sentimental thing of being like with old friends again. A complete I completely get that. Yeah, completely. Um, and I don't mean to sound like contrarian and gross by being like oh friends. Uh, but I don't know. I just I kind of felt nothing watching them all together. And and the only thing that I was compelled by was Lisa Kudrow just being, like, so charming and funny and, like, ever, like, perennially good, funny, like, captivating yeah. every single time she's on screen. I, I would say I, my favorite part of the show was always the girls anyway, obviously. But, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, so Lisa, and I, I it was fun to see, like, Courtney, and I love that Jen was crying almost the entire time. I do love Jen Aniston. I actually liked Matt LeBlanc in it more than I thought I would. He oh, Joey's like, iconic, and, he, I, and loved I, I loved Joey. I loved them talking about casting him, where it was like you needed yeah. some guy who was hot but dumb but funny, and he was able to play all three. And I'm like, oh yeah, like it's it's such a great 
I don't know, like, he is, like, a very singular talent. Only he could have played Joey that way. Yeah, I mean, I I think that what I walked away from thinking was, wow, that was a really, like, a lightning in bottle chemistry. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you watch the show, and it is funny. Like, the situations are, like, very much classic yes. sitcom situations. Like, they're well-performed. They were good physical comedians. They were great physical comedians, and just... And just great, just all of them, all six of them, great actors, great actors. Yeah, and you get, and also it's kind of like, I mean, you get to, this is so funny, I'm speaking to you about this, but it's like live performance as television, like it feels like that used to be a real skill you needed to have to like book a sitcom, like back and in now, the 90s, in the, in the obviously 70s, 80s, 90s, like that was, you know, that that form of sitcom was, sitcom rather, was oh. king, I guess we should just like, you know, multicam is what it's called so we should say mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. um but like watching them literally act out a play for an audience i was like that's like that would be a really cool thing to do and now here you are i'm here i am trying to relate about that with you who does it but, every and week. here i am telling you every <laughs> week that like i feel like i am cursed i don't think we'll ever go back to multicam so it's well like, yeah i mean it's weird right like even now it feels like everything is just there's just a, it's like, it's like, if it's a multicam, it at least needs like a twist. Mm-hmm. Like, did you see that show um, that um, Annie Murphy is doing? It's called Kevin Can Fuck Himself. Oh, is that like, it's like a gritty dark thing or? Well, what it is, is half the show is a sitcom, is a multicam. Oh. And then the other half, so basically when the, when the husband is there, it's mm-hmm. the world of a multicam and Annie Murphy's playing the wife. And when he leaves, it's single cam and it's from her perspective and it's like dark and it's about her life. Hey, okay, WandaVision queen Literally. But um, basically cool. it's like, it feels like everything in order to be multicam, if it doesn't exist on like CBS, um, then it really, it, it's, it needs like a twist or something or it's yeah, not no, actually you're right, live. Yeah. No, you know and like, I mean? and like, and like hence like WandaVision even where it's like, Oh, it's like a tribute to old sitcoms. Uh, yeah, and the novelty it, that they were doing it live was such a thing. It was such a thing, but then it's like, oh, but the twist is it's fucking MCU, like the most high budget thing Hollywood has ever made. Right. Um, and so that, and so it just like that even further like makes it a novelty, or you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It makes it like a thing that's like, wasn't that a lovely bygone era of television? And now, literally, the only thing that's left in terms of live TV comedy. Or just live TV, scripted live TV is like SNL. It's so yeah. weird. I mean, I guess, I guess like these musicals. Oh, how do you feel about Annie being the thing for NBC? Are they doing Annie? They're, I didn't they're, know that. Doing, they're so doing Annie. I guess we're just never getting Bye Bye Birdie then with no, J-Lo. No, with J-Lo. We're never getting Bye Bye Birdie. It's just never going to happen. I Yeah. True, like vaporware. That's a video game term. Sorry. True, like g- will be lost forever into the vapor. Goodbye to you, as it were. <laughs> Kids, Goodbye I to you. I, I really wanted to see her do that part. But, I, okay, Annie. Oh, that's that's fabulous. Obviously, we're gonna get someone to come stomp the boards as fucking Miss Hannigan. Oh, I, who do you think would be Amy Adams? Do you think? I don't know. No, I'm just I'm just throwing a name out there, and she was top of mind because you were talking about her. But I mean, a lot of people could play her, right? I mean, you know who I think it will end up being? Chenoweth. Chen- I think Chenoweth will end up being Miss Hannigan. I think she'll be fabulous. She'll be fabulous. Who's going to be Warbucks? Hmm. 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 I think like um, 
Zachary Levi. Oh, he'd be, he'd be fantastic. He'd be, he'd be fan- Maybe he's too young. Maybe a little too young, but you know, uh, we can also do a young, sexy Daddy Warbucks. A literal Zaddy Warbucks. Oh, you are bad. Zaddy Warbucks. You Title are bad. Zaddy, Zaddy Warbucks. Warbucks. Um, anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. We have so much to catch up. We really do have, this is a true, we, this is a true culture catch up. We haven't had one in a while. We did both hit our weed, you know, instruments, yeah, so that implements. explains anything. Wait, I want to ask you one question, though. Can Explain a little bit more about your vacation. I told you a little bit about mine. I just want to yes. hear a little bit more about yours and what the dynamics were, et cetera. And also, I have another question after that. Go. Okay. I had a, I had a bifurcated vacation week. So Sunday at noon, after the SNL finale, I went to Fire Island um, and stayed in a house there with uh, some friends so chill and tame and the weather was kind of not great so we just kind of stayed oh, indoors yeah, the whole I heard, time i heard new york had some shit weather. yeah new york had bad bad weather but um mostly just stayed indoors and like played like jackbox games and read a little yeah um oh but i don't think so honey my eczema really fucking my ass up okay i have stuff for you no i i don't know i bought my stuff i have a lot of colloidal oatmeal Okay. Um, well, I'm just saying I, this. This uh, it's called First Aid Ultra Repair, like beauty cream. It's like a miracle stuff. And I, my dermatologist literally said, "This is what you need because I have eczema on my eyelids now." Yeah. Damn. Well, it's 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 allergies being crazy this year. I had mm. none last year, and now it's 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 insane. I have but been sneezing a lot more. Come to think I've of been it, but sneezing, and I've had like a, this like I've had this like productive allergy cough. Oh, for no. like a week now but I, i've gotten tested for covid it's not covid i swear to g it's not covid but anyway um so did that until wednesday and then wednesday through saturday went to um the hamptons with work friends and it was that like looks so nice like i love like a i love like a um like a mainland long island out east vibe with sweatshirts with sweatshirts i it was it was fun it was fun and um, pulled my first. I, I I'm okay to admit this to the readers. Oh God! But what? it was it was through a lot of. So we we wanted to plan stuff for the group, and Fran Gillespie found this vineyard, or a friend recommended this vineyard to Fran Gillespie, Wolfer Estates. Shout out to Wolfer Estates. But mm-hmm. she kept calling on Thursday trying to book something oh, for Friday, my God. and they were I like, know "What this is?" They were like, "We." I'm sure. I mean, everyone knows what this is. All the, all, the, all the readers know what this is. But they were like, "We're so sorry. Everything's booked up. It's a, Memorial Day is very busy. We we have nothing open. We have nothing open." And then Fran was like, "Okay." And then it was. It was not my idea, mm-hmm. but it had been put out there that that, some, that one of the famouses should sort of call should call. Right. And then we were like, "Well, let's wait for eighty to get here on Friday." So that she, she being probably queen famous. Well, she, I don't want to blow up her spot, but 80 is like, I have an assistant famous. Do you get, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the rest of us are not. And so we were like, let's have 80's assistant take care of it. Cause you know, it's kind of what they do. <laughs> this is, this is their bread this. and butter. And then, and then we were just like, no, let's not, let's, and then Friday morning we woke up and then. <laughs> Fran just kept bringing, bringing up the fact that, like, we, we should really go to this vineyard. We should really go to this vineyard. Should we? Should what should we, we do? Yeah. And then I was like, I am willing to really take a risk here. It's a, <laughs> it, it, it felt very vulnerable and 
it is not. I, I did not feel cool doing it. I should say, and it mm-hmm. felt. I, it felt cringy and stupid and like why oh my god i like i'm am i gonna do this really it's coming for me it would just be like getting on the phone and saying the words like what yes do, oh, do, so, do, so, do the call with so me okay, I, so, so, what was the name no, of the place wolfer estates but i okay but i should okay. say that i did rehearse this to the group in the kitchen and i have video of it mm-hmm. i have video of it that i can maybe even play um, I can play. Oh my God. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play the rehearsal video. But um, this is the rehearsal of Bo and Yang going to call the Wolfer Estates Vineyard and say, uh, "Is it possible that we could get a table?" It's the cast of SNL, and um, I'm Bo and Yang. Yes. So, oh wait, maybe I don't have it. Let's see. All right. Bo and Yang, I've got some. I'm staying in the area with some SNL folks. Yeah. And we would love to come by today if there's room for a tasting. What do I what do I say? Oh my okay. god. So, if there was room for a tasting. No, so what what it ended up being and I was I was groggy and I was eating a bagel. I had a mouthful of bagel. So what what okay, so do you want to So basically okay, so, the, the operative word was the operative term was SNL folks. Okay. Like great. okay, great. All right. Okay. Wolfer Estates Vineyard. This is Melissa speaking. Hi, Melissa. Um, this is Bowen Yang, and I am staying in the area with some SNL folks. And I'm sure everything's very booked up, but we were just wondering if there was room for a table of eight at the tasting room today. Um. Uh. Ye, um. Ye, le- can I check with my supervisor? Of course. Great. This is exactly what happened. She was like, "Can I put you on hold?" Um, so it's Bo. He says Bo and Yang. He says SNL folks. I don't know. I can ask if she's here. Wait, what? Is that the? That's the blonde. Okay. I mean, maybe she. I mean, she probably would have been the one to call, right? Because this one's is still. I think he's. I know. I've seen the. I've seen the. the um, the the Titanic thing, yeah, yeah, you that's the who it is. I don't know if she's here. I don't know if she's here. Why is the dishwasher running, guys? In our in our house, I, okay. turn that off. Do I do what do I get back on there and said, "Is Kate McKinnon with you?" Like I'm not gonna. Okay, uh, you didn't even, you yes. you, were, you weren't even put on hold yesterday, Fran. Right? I think we can probably just if Whatever. we put them in the back patio, not not the no, not the back patio. The if we make that area okay so if they say we can't if they say there's no room do we still show up do we still show up or is that too embarrassing no i mean no one else is called like it's no one else is called it's a 27 minute drive okay i can okay no it's raining hi bowen hi hi i think we can make that happen you how many people in your party eight eight okay so um and is anyone else going to be joining you um, oh, are you asking for names specifically? I know I wasn't going to be asking for names. It's just that um if we if it's eight people, we have a setup for that. But if it's nine, uh, we're not able to put an extra chair on the side of the table. I wasn't asking for extra names. I'm oh, not, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm not interested. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to imply that you were. I did see on the website that the the seating cap for each reservation is eight people. So I... I will respect that. No one else will be joining. But thank you for asking. Okay, thank you. You've been you. very yes. helpful. And I did, I, was, was, I did, I did know, I did know the seating cap in my own restaurant. Thank you. Um, uh, not to, uh, not to uh, sink your boat, 
right? Oh. Um, <laughs> any, yeah, I saw that one. Oh, thank um, you. I'm just gonna. Is, is Kate McKinnon with you? No, but okay, Edie we can Bryant still. We can is. St- who? Ad Bryant, Shrill. Okay. We can do. We can she, make she, it happen. She was on Girls. She was in the. Oh sh- yes, of sh- course. From she Girls. was in the. Sh- she was in the Shoshana story arc. Yeah, from oh, no, she was of in course. Japan. Of course, she was the boss. Uh yeah, I co- or like co-work. the f- sup- work superior, right? That's I what do- I know her from. Just that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, you guys can definitely come in, and um, uh, we have a really nice area outside. Um, and that'll be really fun. Thank you so much for your help, Melissa. Well, I won't be here, but um, okay. Kelly will. And so you can actually ask Kelly. She's the, okay. she's going to be the hostess that's here that gets in here at 6. So okay. there's one hostess ship from 1 to 5, and there's one from 6 to 10. Okay. Thank yeah, you so I'm much. Also, I'm 17. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. That is actually not that far from what it actually was. I like and when we do theater. I love when we do theater. And you are really, God, you are such a real performer. Oh, One bitch. of the best performers. Well, thanks, but Lived in, lived in, not dropped the, in. Probably not at the point where I could call for a table ever. But so when, wait, here's the thing. Did, were they, did they immediately know like, oh, of course. Yeah, of course. They, no. So this girl, <laughs> this girl was like, let me put you on hold. Because, mm-hmm. and this happens all the time. In their world, so this is the reason why we, I would not do this anywhere else except in the Hamptons. Mm-hmm. And so, and by the way, we were staying in like a very small, stuffy, charming, beautiful house in Amagansett. Yeah. It was right. not like a rony situation, like everyone's got their own room. It was just like, we were all like. It was the type of place where people call. And they do yes. this type of thing. Exactly. Yes, 100%. So, it, wasn't, it wasn't the Cleveland Chili's. It wasn't the Cleveland Chili's. And so I was like, uh, yes, please put us on hold. And then uh, after about 30 seconds, she was like, we should be able to do that 3.30. And at that point, I see Fran out of the corner of my eye cheering silently because like, this is what she was trying to do. But but then Fran, just for the rest of the day, could not stop talking about how she was so quickly dismissed and brushed aside. And like that <laughs> this this was the thing. And they and then when we got there, we got there and they were very overtaxed. And you could tell because yeah, they were like, and it was like, oh, we shouldn't have come here. We fin no 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 no. It was wonderful because they were overtaxed because they probably had to like Fran kept saying like they probably had to buy a new oak table for us. And so like anytime like we would fit the second we finished like a plate of tapas or whatever, the server comes by, scoops it away from us, not a beat missed. Like mm-hmm. they need that extra plate for another table. So yeah. it was like the, the, they were stretched thin and we really appreciate them. And they were very nice. They treated us very well mm. and a lovely experience. Lovely experience. I love that you had that. I want to go to a vineyard so badly. I've never, been, I've, is, never, I've never been to a vineyard in that capacity. Neither have I. This is this, and, and there's so many nice ones in California, but I want, would like to go. I would love to go. We should go. We, we should, should go. go. We should go. You and I should go. You know what I got really excited about? Who? What? Um, our uh, a live performance opportunity. Oh, Should we, yes. we, we can't we can't reveal details. I don't know that we can reveal details, but we are going to be we're doing a show, and it's happening in August, and we just can't say what it is or where it we is. We can't say what it is or where it is. It will be outside. 
Lo- which we love. Which we love in a very fun place. But mm-hmm. that's all we'll say. That's and all we'll say. an interesting location. Wait, this is another thing that that happened in Palm Springs. I'll say this. The the bars are just, they're, they're packed. I mean, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. Like no, indoors. there's no yeah, yeah, masks. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. packed. It's cuckoo. I'm telling you, like, it felt like, wow. This is the first time I was like, oh, it's, it's, if it's not over, it's like, you can't tell these people it's not over. You're not telling them to rein it in. And it felt incredible. I did go to an event or two when I returned to New York Mm -hmm. where it was, you got to have the Excelsior pass or proof of, or electronic proof of vaccination or physical proof of vaccination in order to get inside, which I actually am like, great. Like that is like, that is like compliant with mm-hmm. like the science and the guidelines. And I was like, but there there were moments I was with Josh Sharp and we were like, okay, this feels, this feels like it's normal, but in a way that is overwhelming and disorienting. And then we went to Ty Sunderland's birthday and it was 80s themed and the music was 80s and it was amazing. And then there were moments where like him and I were just like, oh my God, what time period? I, I, this sounds so silly, but we were both like, I truly do feel transported and it mm-hmm. feels like it's pre-COVID in a real way with like the music and all that. Like I forgot yes. that it was 2021 in a way that was both scary and satisfying. It was so crazy. We were walking into one of the establishments in Palm Springs and I was just like, it's, I immediately flashed back to the last time I was there and it didn't feel any different yet. We all had had the experience of not being able to do that. So it did feel, I will say cathartic in many ways, but also it just, it also then was just like, it, it, it was just odd because it was like, yeah. Oh, it feels like a million years have passed, but also it feels like this just happened. And I just, it, it is disorienting. It, Very it's so odd to go back to a place where it's just like, yep, we and and I wish that everywhere I went, I wish I could say everywhere I went was like, and we need to see that Excelsior pass, but that wasn't the case. See that that would give that would make me a little nervous. It doesn't give me the heebie-jeebies though because I'm vaccinated, and of course. I, I, I'm one of those people that's like, I don't know how you feel. Now that I'm vaccinated, I'm out there. I'm yeah. going for it. I mm-hmm. like and listen, I. I, I don't know how many more studies we need to see that are like, if you're vaccinated, you're extremely unlikely well, also to the spread number, it. The numbers in, Calif- in, in Southern California are very low. They're so far down there that it just, it feels safe. And it almost it feels like at this point, like the venues that aren't open, open are the, the, the areas where you have to sort of still do the, I'm, I'll just say mask drag um, in that sort of way. I'm just yeah. kind of like, really? Like, is this helping at this point? Like, I don't know. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. 
my happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with... Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. You know, but one of the toughest things about decorating my apartment has been getting things framed, finding a place that will custom frame all my beautiful art pieces that I have without breaking the bank has been close to impossible. But then I found Framebridge. I found Framebridge too. Framebridge makes it easy to get anything framed at an affordable price. Easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a Framebridge retail store. Upload a digital photo for them to print and mail your item using their free, secure, prepaid packaging. Or visit one of their 20 plus retail stores. Framebridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. I love going into the brick and mortar locations. I've got one here in Brooklyn and they're so sweet. They can give you inspiration for what you want to get framed. I went in and I was like, I'm going to get my Chromatica ball bracelet framed. And they helped me. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I have so many memories I need framed and put upon the wall. And uh, they have a curated selection of frame styles with design experts right on hand who make it fun to choose the perfect frame for you. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. In terms of capital C, really capital PC, pop culture. Yes. um, Let's just say that whenever a prestige miniseries sort of trots along, whenever they roll out a new one with one of the ladies in the lead role, and it looks like it has the potential, you always hope it will end like Mayor of Easttown ended. I was thoroughly entertained, 
touched, moved, felt, um, felt uh, like I like it provoked thoughts within me mm. by this piece of work. I loved it. I can't believe how much it managed to do. Much in the same, the last time I felt this way, honestly, not to be a bitch, mm-hmm. be such was, a bitch. was Watchmen. Was mm. thinking, how did they do all of that? Yeah. It was so great. And like, A Cab Includes Mayor, whatever. Oh, Jesus but- Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. I, but I. We'll cut that out. We'll cut no, that out. No, we are not. But I mean, I'm just, I, I literally, I, I posted this thing that Aaron Jackson wrote on Instagram, and he was, he was kind of like doing a bit on our group I chat, know being he like, was, but he was like, mayor like, voted uh, for Trump, mayor, mayor is Blue Lives Matter, whatever. And this um, is why we can't just appreciate what Kate Winslet has done because we're gonna make it about no, mayor, we're not. Mayor voted for Trump. I don't even think mayor voted for Trump. I don't think mayor. Voted mayor, for did, Trump. mayor didn't vote for Trump because Siobhan, because Siobhan having a gay, a gay daughter made her think I'm not gonna vote for that man. You know who voted for Trump? The guy who stalks her in the convenience store. I think Lori voted for Trump because her husband voted for Trump. And I think Lori is that kind of person who voted for Trump because her husband voted for Trump. And and Katie's mom, I think, mm-hmm. voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Katie's mom. Katie's mom. She is, felt left behind by the system. Well, like the fact, like if uh, if my daughter had been kidnapped, I would f- be full Q. I'd be like, the pedophiles are out there. They're going to kill it. Like I would be full Q. Because and in so that I, case, she was right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, Mayor of Easttown, fantastic TV, transcended even the barrier to entry that would be. Oh, I'm gonna watch a show about cops. It's not. It's it's it. You, I I forgot. I forgot that. Which is maybe no, the this most is pernicious a show about form, a community. Which is maybe the most. It is a show about. It's about. It's a show about family. It's a show about generational trauma. And oh, I will say yes. this. It's also a show about. The patriarchy, but not in a way that I felt they were like, at the end, they were like, men did this to us. Yeah. Like, this was about, like, I feel like, you know, like, Mare and Lori, their relationship, like, it's just so interesting because they both, I mean, Kate Winslet was so incredible. Julianne Nicholson was unbelievable mm. on that last episode. They were so amazing together. And they really, I think, um, were able to capture a sort of energy and mentality that a lot of like these like women this age have and people this age have, which is like you get the sense that they're always tired because mm-hmm. that's they're truly working class. Like, and there's, mm-hmm. there's just this sense of sadness. And honestly, malaise. I did like it as like a not to, and you know, we are actually, it is still the Trump era, but as a Trump era piece of work, I thought, I guess that this reminds me of a type of community that is so de- literally depressed like not to say that they're that it's sad where they live but there's just a lot of people you know there was like that scene where the D- Dylan's new girlfriend because mm-hmm. she had gotten in trouble was like well now I can't go to college so I'm going to go to the beauty shop and these people that have lived in these towns all their mm-hmm, life mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. everyone knows each other and they're all up in each other's business like that scares me sometimes because I think when people's worlds are very small um, they they resist um, big ideas from outside the, that yeah, world yeah, and so yeah. I think that's what 
but but I will say that I felt that this community of people was humanized by the fact that they love their family. Like you get a sense, a real sense in this show about what's important to these people. Their relationships are very clear and very specific. Yeah. And I think that was a real strength of it being set in such a specific, like, you know, Philly town, East town, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because um, it made it, it like it was like the Sopranos in that way. And that was like sure. a literal family. Like I felt like every character had a real sense of personhood place like you really mm-hmm. got where they were coming from and it did sort of you know didn't make heroes or like but i thought it like really fleshed these people out as tragic figures in a way that i don't think often uh people in like communities like this get that on television sure or you never get a good sense of how these people know each other or relate to each other i think the fact that it's mayor and Lori and and the other, her other friends or the, her other people who she knows in the t- in East Town, the fact that for some reason I love and obsessed with the detail that they were all on the same basketball team in high school. Mm-hmm. Me too. I love that. Loved I think it. that's so, I, that's such a great, smart way of like, okay, like the relationships are like settled in mm-hmm. and there's, we don't have to really explain them, but we just, you, you just get to demonstrate in a couple scenes like, what this is, what this was. You go to the reunion, you go to the thing where they come out and, you know, they give them the, the, the they hang the banner, the award, whatever it was in that pilot, in the, in the first episode. I'm like, great. Okay, then, like, that answers so many questions. Like, you don't have, it doesn't feel like an introduction and it, it feels like this is all um, organic. I don't know. Yeah, well, it, this is what I liked about it. This is, like, a more succinct way of saying what I was saying. It was, it got really specific with Mm -hmm. what this town was, where it was, who these people were, even the accent work. And this is why I think it's Mm -hmm. so important that they got so specific with the accent work. And I think that was one of Kate Winslet's like number one things is she was like, we're all going to do the accent because it's going to make the more characters, the characters more specific. And that's going to make the whole show more specific. Mm -hmm. So basically it's like you, they really felt very real. Yes. It, it, when, when, when the source material and the writing is that specific and you know, you get that specific with the costuming you allow the actors to get so specific and so nuanced and this i think across the board was some of the best ensemble acting i had seen in a really long time and it was and it was a big cast so that's why i say it it reminded me of the sopranos because it was like really good work from a lot of people and and it for that many people to feel clear and the relationships to feel clear is really tough. Obviously, like Kate Winslet is the number one person on the call sheet and she like led this through all the way. I think this is the best work of her career. But mm. all the way down, this was mm-hmm. really, really, really good work. Down to we got a shout out. Sosi. Miss Sosi Bacon. Oh my God, you guys, that's our friend. Sosi is, we've known Sosi for a long time and she fucking crushed. Sosi, brava. That was phenomenal. And oh boy, what, did I pick the wrong fucking night to get stoned and watch Mare th- during that bathtub scene? Oh no, that was not the vibe. I actually had, I had to pause it. I had to pause it and walk away. I was like, this is too much. I was about to weep and just wheeze from like, shock i was like no 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 i ooh, that was so at crazy this point, at this point we should say spoiler alert 
So at this point, we're going to we say have, spoiler we, we have, alert. We have, not, we, have, we have not been spoilery We've not given away anything. We've only talked about the quality. But the, another thing about the show is I that is not one of the outcomes I guessed. Oh, you're, you're talking about on, on the mystery level? Mm, yes. Well, but and yet it's still like the show itself builds out the mystery in a very like time tested way. It's like, like, it's all there. It's like, it's fucking, all there. It's a, it's, it's a fucking Agatha Christie novel. It's literally. Like, but and yet it's also like a show about a depressed community, about mm. um, family, about intergenerational trauma, about all these things about the patriarch. It's like, how do they do all that? Yeah, it was, it was, and I think it's because they got specific with the characters and especially mm. with the lead character. We knew so much about her from the beginning. Yeah. Like, we knew that she had a, like, a, like a storied athletic past locally. We knew that she was divorced. But she was, we, like, 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 she was put on a pedestal as this hero of the town. And yes. Yes. She's always chased that. Yeah. And, and, and the, also the fact of the matter being that she was dealing with, a su- the suicide of her son and so just how much we and I think that's like really tough to do like you have to know that in order to get that much across like that quickly in the first episode you have to be really good so shout out to the writer and director of this and Craig to, Zobel to, yeah Craig Zobel and I believe Brad Gillespie is the name of the person oh, Brad, Brad Inglesby Brad Inglesby yes Brad Inglesby so this was really good because think about how much we knew in that first episode and that wasn't e- and it was a compelling episode and it wasn't even the murder I know, you know what I mean I that know. murder doesn't even happen and they don't find her until the second episode and that was also compelling and so oh. I just by to, to be and I think one of the best episodes of television of the year is that fifth episode oh, that yeah. ends in spoiler alert when um when your boy dies when your boy dies, but I, I, I never they, 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 they did a full vulture write up about how they had to shoot that scene over mm-hmm. like three separate days or something, or there was, you yeah. know, it was three different sets, but it maybe it was shot over like the course of like a week or two or something like that. Um, but that pilot too, mm-hmm. where I didn't, I, I didn't read enough of like the, the, the discourse around this during the pilot. Cause I, cause I got onto it like episode four. I, I, I came on in the middle of the season, but were people, thinking that like the Aaron stuff when they cut to Aaron like texting like I thought that they were that I thought those were flashbacks and the way that the way that mm. interplays with like like it's like Kate staple it's it's Mayor stapling the Katie like missing girl Katie posters as it leads up to Aaron getting murdered right and so the audience is led to believe that this is that girl and like and then there's an there's an extra layer of shock when you realize it's a different person and I'm just like how the fuck do you do that in the pilot I think that you um experience it like that and it is a valid way to experience it I did not think it was a flashback. Okay, okay. I thought I, I was thinking it was like a different girl. And honestly, I did not know that she was going to be the girl that died because they were referencing that other girl. And I was like, maybe that's mm-hmm. the mystery we're experiencing here. And this character, the girl, is going to come into play in another way. Like maybe she'll get abducted or something. I did not know she was going to be the murder victim. So I think that you're right that that is like, was like a sort of maybe valid misdirect in the show. Yeah. yeah. But 
but when you go back and watch it and you know that the son was sending the text and you see her getting getting the text and sending it's just because I did go back and watch the first two episodes that this, that who is that's the son was sending the text to the dad no the text to the girl because she was te- oh, you 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 know now watching the first yeah, episode that the person yeah. she was texting was John was 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 John yeah and so to and it's just it's they did it well because because after that last episode I did go back and I was like because I am the kind of person, I mean, you heard my review of Promising Young Woman. When a logic thing doesn't work for me, like, I can't let it go. You noticed. So I went back to the two first two episodes, and it's pretty good. They did a pretty damn good job. Oh, yeah. And it's really fun to watch the performances of the cousins, uh, Billy and John, now that you know they knew everything that was happening. And it's really fun to track the son Ryan because you now you see him the whole time and you know he's killed someone so yeah. it really fills in the whole thing I mean they did do a really interesting thing with a lot of scenes where like for example when we see and I believe this sixth episode John be saying to Billy I need you to say it and he says mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. killed her like that yeah, was well, yeah. that was a trick on the audience we didn't sure, know sure, sure. we were joining that scene in media res as they say yes. or in progress but they do that a lot they also did that when John was telling was telling Lori, Lori yeah uh-huh. Yes, and so they they used that a couple times, and so, so great. but they but I never felt like I was being treated by the show, but ever, never. And it's like, oh, this is a thing you can only do in uh, a piece of film or, right. or a piece of like a piece of television, where it's like you wouldn't be able to do that in, let's say, an Agatha Christie novel. No, I mean it's so genius. And first of all, I need to. I think this is the summer where I get into Miss Agatha. I mean, also also problematic. The very, the blueprint, but also like you know, Agatha Christie and Friends has something in common. Very you know, problematic <laughs> past. Um, but Murder on the Links. I mean, I'm getting into Miss Poirot, dear. But I mean, it is really, it is really, it's fun to be a part it's of. It's fun. I do it's think fun. this was superior to the Undoing, which now in retrospect oh, really feels by like orders soapy of camp. magnitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Superior. It really feels like Soapy Camp now looking back, which is fine. Like we love Soapy Camp, but what I liked about Mayor of Easttown is I genuinely felt it. Honestly, reminded me of Big Little Lies, where I felt at the end of the show it had said something. Yes. You know what I mean? Like. I didn't think the undoing said anything besides that no. basic thing of basic thing of like you never you know, know partner, if you think yeah. your husband did it he did it like you don't know your partner it wasn't really poignant I mean, it was just interesting but we st- I'm still traumatized by seeing fucking Elena Alves being bludgeoned to death so many times like I there are, there are a lot of things about the undoing that I still dislike deeply yeah, well, the Undying did not have respect for her as a as a woman, and they treated her like a body and a victim. Literally, when we find her murdered, her face is bludgeoned in, but her like décolletage is exposed. And oh it yeah, looks, it looks All untouched. Her tits and ass are like pristine, and she's nude in the very first episode, and she's t- she's that typical like exotic victim that shows like right. this love. And I honestly was surprised that Nicole didn't have more involvement in that or change that more mm-hmm, because she mm-hmm. was one of the producers of Big Little Lies and you feel Hat does know more about this type of mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. I digress. I felt like Mayor of Easttown, even in the violence and in the scoring, and there was like a real reverence and respect for the fact that this was a human being. They never like, you know, even it's though never she was- grizzled. Right, yeah. even though she was like, discovered in a state of undress like we don't linger on her body we mm-hmm, see we, we're mm-hmm. mostly on mare and, and realizing this is the fact that this is a child that she knows you know what mm-hmm, i mean like mm-hmm. yes there was a quote-unquote violence against women in this show but it felt like um it, it was, was in a, service to a to a story and to a 
uh, a, a lesson or something. It was meaningful. never cinematized or dramatized in a way that was like, all right, okay, yeah, like, yeah. And um, it, it, it it also is about the loss of children, and I think especially like mm. with Mayor and Lori at the end, like you know, Mayor who's lost her son ends up being instrumental in Lori losing hers. But I think, and I think some people are on one side of it where they're like, I can see why maybe it was going to be satisfying for her to let her have her son because you know um, she knows what it's like to lose one. But right. I genuinely think it was the right thing for her to do because mm-hmm. what happens if the kid gets away with it is he's going to live with that secret yeah. and the family's going to live with that secret. It's going to rot them from the inside and oh, we yeah. see what happens to people in a town like that when they give up. So it's like, I think it was the right thing to do and I felt like it was so satisfying. The the moment where Kate finds out, where Kate figures out what really happens. Ugh. I mean, God, Kate Winslet. She like, was not false for a second. No. She was real and grounded and compelling and captivating from every frame. It was a masterclass in every frame. The, like her, the flashback to her going up the attic. Oh, going up Ugh. the attic. Ugh. The collapsing and then like mustering up the strength to have Ugh. to. I'm like, how the fuck do you do that on any level physically? It's, it's because she dem- she got specific. And oh. I'm, t- I'm telling you, she is she is one of our best, and she's she's back. one of our best. And she's I will back. say that she has had like you know, Ammonite was a lot of people really liked it. Um, it didn't. S- slam as much as hard as I think it they all think it was going to but she's kind of had a rough few years like I know not a lot of people love jobs you know she had that weirdness where she was working with Woody Allen for a second and she apologized and I feel like things haven't necessarily been popping off for Kate since she won an Oscar really Uh but uh this was like I think she really took the time to find something where she could really dig in and get specific I think that she was genius to to work on this and she from the very beginning also managed to be funny it's like this is such a cheap thing to point out but like her like eating things is 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 great is is, it's such a great thing to watch just a lot of like lived in little moments um the relationship with her and gene smart was so that mother and daughter like not even for a second were they like you know, it's yeah, it's yeah, usually yeah. right before they even start talking to each other, you know they're annoyed. And yes. every single interaction. Yeah, and that's yeah. important in the in the East yeah. Coast of it all. Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> um I'm sorry, I'm being such a dumbass, but I told you right that or I told Sudi for sure mm-hmm. that Kate texted Gene Smart the murder murder sketch. <gasps> she did? Because I, I think she said this on Seth Myers. Um, but Kate sent Jean Smart the murder murder sketch, which means that she watched. Oh, I'm she sure she did. Of and, course she did. And can I can I actually say something about not to go not to bring up the um uh uh, uh like women violence against women as it's portrayed on TV. Um, but being in the murder sketch, there was an act. There was an actor who was the the body who was playing the body. That was a real right. person under the this, this piece of cloth. And there was such, even just in this like little sketch that was shot over the course of like eight hours mm-hmm. at like, you know, three in the morning on, on Friday night, there was something really upsetting and alarming on a visceral level for me as a person to stand there and like think, I mean, I guess it would, this would be for anybody, but like this like 
presumably naked, th- th- this naked woman under a sheet, mm-hmm. like standing there and like uh, having it sort of dissonantly be like, oh, okay, that's this person's alive and mm-hmm. they're okay and they're comfortable and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, but wait, this is just like hard. This is, you have to make such a conscious choice to mm-hmm. like peel back the layers on this. And that's what upsets me even more when I think back on the undoing. It's yeah. like, it's, it was a choice for them to keep showing that body and the yeah. f- and the and, and and the violence and and the face and the, and the head being bludgeoned. What that's I, I I do think it's important though because and and not this not to be like unfun because like I said the undoing was very fun to very watch. Very fun to we watch. Love, and it's no disrespect. Like we love Nicole. We loved watching her cross the street, but and it was stupid and silly and it was even thrilling, but. The difference between this and that is like, like with in Mare of Easttown, even in that scene where you f- see what happens with Ryan and Aaron, there's almost like like an elegance to the way that they shot it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, maybe this is, and also just understand that if I'm giving a little bit of a problematic take here, genuinely, it's it's coming from a place of like no. I I'm trying to find a way that we can do these things and like. Um, it not feel like the undoing felt like when I watched Mayor of Easttown, I felt sad for everyone involved. I felt like yes. it, was a, it was a tragedy when I was watching the undoing. I just felt like angry and upset. Yes. I was just like, Oh, yes. this feels like pulp in a way. That's just like, this actually happens to women all the time mm-hmm. and we're just having fun with it and still sexualizing no, her. No. Like this, this felt is, this, yeah, different. This isn't problematic at all. I don't actually mean it's a problematic take. Um, what, what I mean is just like, I, I don't know how people feel about even this being a constant thing. Like literally this is like, you know, if it's, this seems to be the seven, the, you know, seventh, ninth, 15th show in a row where it's like a girl is murdered. And, mm-hmm. you know, I get that it's like, um, it's, I get that it's like a trope of television and I'm not saying like, let's see a boy murdered, but I'm right. ju- it's just, it just is, you know. I wonder how people feel about it, that it's just again and again and again and again. That's all. I'm a little worn out by it. I don't know. I don't know. But I I think this is what Hollywood does, which is they take one thing that is somewhat successful and then they drive it into the ground. Mm. But um, I thought this was fantastic. I thought this was... This and Watchmen are like probably my favorite miniseries in the last like decade mm-hmm. or so. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. oh god, so good. You still haven't watched Watchmen? Oh my god, you jester flop. I am going to watch. Okay, so just so you know, like I have been branching out and I've been watching different things. And also, I'm going to be doing. I can't say what this is yet, but I'm going to be doing a podcast that is me watching movies and i'm actually quite excited about it i'm very excited to listen to it and i'll discuss more about that later but i'm going to be branching out and getting over myself a little bit more because i am ready to branch out from the real housewives of it all and the reality tv of it all that being said have you watched new york and beverly hills so far i have not watched beverly hills i've i've only watched up until the like the episode where they were ramona i was gonna say they bully ramona but no it's just ramona being fucking i want to fucking you don't love Ramona. I, I, it's, I really, there are, I don't think I have this level of disdain for anyone. She is not your girl. She's not my girl. They cut my thing out of when I was on Watch What Happens Live. It might be the reason I've never 
invited back, but I called out Ramona for being a fucking racist. Well, listen, here's what I'll say. Um, she, I, I think that Ramona is quote unquote trying. I don't know. No. But also, I, I am wary of her at all times because She's I know. She's lying. I know She's what happens with her. She's a bad person. Uh, yeah, exactly. what happens with her is like a season starts, everyone's like, oh, we're back on board. And then it ends and it's like, we, she needs to go. And then somehow she sneaks back in and she, maybe it's because sometimes it is funny and ridiculous to watch what she does and says, but. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think there's value in that anymore. She's She's been doing this for 12 fucking years, 13 yeah. fucking years. And, yeah. it's, and it's bad. It's tired. That person person that type of i'm sorry woman in reality tv i think i don't think she should be the template for what housewives are i don't anymore. think we'd miss her i don't I think we'd miss her. miss her i will say that i rarely ever i miss anyone like right now i'll say this like i love dorinda i don't miss dorinda. i don't miss dorinda I, and she I, needs I'm to go sorry. figure it out I, I just don't like it and this is the thing with there's sonia this year too like i don't like it when the narrative is so and so is drunk. Is struggling. Oh, I was gonna say struggling. Like, I don't struggling, yes, is one thing, but oftentimes on this franchise they're it's struggling drunk. because they're drunk all the time. And like I don't want to watch a narrative happen on this particular show anymore where the narrative is Oh, this person is wasted and it's stopping it's specific, the fun. It's specific it's just, to New York. It, it's They have a serious problem. And I think that, you know, it's good that Luann and Leah are sober. But Sonia, she's just, it's so tough to watch. It, it's just hard to watch. And, and I literally mean that. It's hard to watch it. And so mm-hmm. I don't want to get to the point where I don't anymore, but I may. Uh, but I do think there's other good things about it. But Beverly Hills has been where it's at. Okay, um, this might be the season that I fully start sort of on time, like, you know, in real time and watch it in real time. And we're getting Potomac back soon. I can't wait for Potomac. I, I Potomac is Potomac is like the ideal current version of that mm-hmm. kind of show for me. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I want to like on some level all of these women. I yeah. don't, I don't think it's that fun. I don't love to hate any of these people. No, me neither. Like I, I really love it when it's like I'm. I care about what happens to this to all of these people, mm-hmm. sort of like, and that's why like that that is the value prop of the full of the of the show. It's like these are a group of women we're following. We're going to see them interact with each other. You should be able to be in, interested in any iteration of or any like you know permutation of these women in a room. Yeah. Well, like, I do check, I do check out when it's Ramona, and I'm like, I don't fucking want to know what this fucking dark ass person is going through. You don't really feel like you're getting a sense of like what's up up there. You know what I mean? Because it's just no. so cyclical with her. Speaking of all this, the co- I'm sorry, the COVID of it all. Yeah. I oh think no, it's hard in New York. I think I think that it's hard in New York, but I think like I love that we're all like ditch the mask for the most part now. Mm-hmm. Love that. But I think there should still not be too much collective amnesia about the people who fucking sucked in the beginning, yeah. including Ramona fucking Singer. You're talking. This is interesting because there was the scene where like sh- Leah was confronting her about lying she, about donating the plasma, about lying about donating the which plasma, which is a fucking despicable lie. Yeah. And so I was sitting there, I was watching with Jared and Joel, and I remember thinking to myself like. All right, like, is Leah going in a little hard no, right now? No, I didn't think but then, so. Then you know what? I, this is what I remembered. They shot it in, like, October. Yes. So, honestly, I was like, I think that is just my 
like May 2021 of it all talking. Of course. Because if it was October and it had just come out, and this is like, and by the way, COVID's going to get worse from this point. Yes. Like from from the point where they are. So like yeah. if I was, if we were truly in the throes of COVID and someone was there and I knew for a fact that she lied about donating pl- the platelets, I'd be I w- like, I would have gone into you. I would have gone into. I, I fucking yeah. hate Ramona Singer. <laughs> Do you see my face right now? Yeah, I see your face. You're literally beat red. And can I tell if you I something? If I see her, it's on sight. Well, it certainly when. And here's what I'm gonna say. This is coming from someone we've fallen very far because you are someone who once saw her on the street and went up to her for a picture I, years ago. Because back because this was what season seven or whatever. This was like five years ago. I was just like. I was just a fucking random little faggot that she's probably met a million different times being like, Ramona, take a picture. And I fully, be- I, I walked into that person mm-hmm. um, as like as in like that kind of person who would approach her that way. And it was, she was truly, had such dark energy emanating from her pores. Um, wow. And you could feel it. She, I could feel it. I can feel it. Oh, also, um, the the not being able to remember anyone's name ever it just means you don't think about anyone but yourself, like flat out. And so, how can you trust someone like that? You need to be able to remember people's names when you've met them fifteen times. I literally when they hate work it. for you. I hate it when I've met someone three times and I and, and they go, "Have we met?" It's like, oh god, you make me feel small. And of course, mm. I would never make an issue of it because I also don't think so, honey. When I when I do that to someone and I know it's only been one time or I'm just trying to be polite and be like, "Hey, we've met before." And like mm-hmm. and and they go, "Yeah, set many times." Like I would never do that, but I also don't like when it happens to me. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. No, I I'm with you. I'm with you. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just No, yeah, you had to go off. I oh Ramona um but uh, I will I will start Beverly Hills I need it's to, I need just to... good it's just good and okay, also but hold on hold on no you're misdirecting because I need you to watch Watchmen I, you I will like, watch you, Watchmen. you 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 and this new like MCU kick I love it I love it for you but you are you need to round out your consumption your 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 diet of you know superhero comic booky things with watch it's one of the best types of it's one of the best things out of that genre if you want to lump it in with like all all the mcu stuff i will absolutely watch it i've just i've I've had a few other shows i was watching you know what i'm watching now in treatment i wanted to bring this up with with uzo with uzo and can i say i think that when uzo was on orange the new black maybe it's just because orange the new black went on for a long time and crazy eyes was such a fixture for a while there when she first hit the scene i was like oh she's incredible and then i think i just got so much crazy eyes from her that i was like okay uzo aduba whatever uzo i love uzo oh we love uzo uzo is so good like literally there there are scenes basically have you ever watched the olden treatment i didn't watch the old one but then who is that that woman who ended up being on gray's melissa george melissa george yes yeah so Um, she's fantastic on it yeah yeah but i Entreatment has this weird. I, I, it's first. Okay, my physics teacher, who was an asshole, my physics professor, who was an asshole in college. Stand in treatment. Um, stand in treatment in a way that actually made me not want to watch the show. I was like, I don't like you. You like entreatment. You, you keep mentoring it in our lectures about, you know, light physics, and mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't want to watch this show. I, it's that that's my stupid little hang up. It has nothing to do with the show. Go on. Well, um you should try to get over that because I actually think it's a very it's a really good show and bas- basically what it is for people that don't know 
is they release four episodes a week, and Uzo Aduba plays a therapist. Originally, it was Gabriel Byrne in the mm-hmm. in the original version that came out about mm, the 10, years say, ago? 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. yeah. So she plays a therapist, and every week they release four episodes. And she has three clients, and then one is like her getting her help. So um, Anthony Ramos plays one of the um, people she's therapizing, and then it's John Michael Higgins. No, this mm-hmm. that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Oh, God. What is his? No, it's, oh, my God. It's John Benjamin Hickey. Can we take that again? Um, John Benjamin Hickey. And um, then this other girl, I don't know, but her name is Quintessa Swindell, I believe. Mm-hmm. I've and, seen her in the trailer, yeah. Yeah, so, so and every episode is like a 26-minute session with one of them. Mm-hmm. And that, so they release all four, and then the next week you'll see all four again, and it's like week one, week two, week three, week four. So you follow their therapy sessions. Mm-hmm. And so every episode is like a 30-minute therapy session, um, and it's just... It's like a long play each episode. Yeah. And okay. you it, it's just really good acting. Mm-hmm. And their 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 issues that they eventually find in the therapy sessions are very specific. Like I said before with Maravistan, you gotta get specific. And it's just it, again, it's like the acting is so good. And then in like the fourth episode, which is the one that focuses on Uzo every week, you get a sense of what she is going through. And she's also very personally compelling. So you see her at her job and see how the people that sh- that are her clients affect her and then see how she is acting in her own life. Mm. And it's just interesting to see the like tortured inner life of someone who has to provide stability to these people and help them get to the core of what's going on. And it does take place during COVID, which I was like, eh, but then I would thought to myself, well, that's what kind of makes it a show for now is, Oh yeah. You know, that, that's it, the, that's the reason to reboot it. Exactly. Exactly. Love it. Love it. And Uzo it. is also dressed down. Oh, the looks I see, I'm seeing from these stills. I'm like, Oh, like no. you love to see her so glam because again <laughs> I I also I only thought of her as crazy eyes and also she was in the Wiz and I hadn't really seen her in anything else but no, oh but and I'm then sure Mrs. she's America. trying to break out of that but oh, she yes, yes. she is she is glamazon in this and she fucks the actor Joel Kinnaman who is one of the hottest in the on the globe and we love to the see hottest it. on the globe and we love to see it um but I'll put Watchmen on my list have you been watching Legendary this season. I have to be honest with you. You didn't I watch the first season. I haven't. I didn't know. I loved the first season, but I haven't started it yet because I think it's going to be one that I want to binge. Like, um, I I don't yeah, know about watching reality week to week. Like after Drag Race, I just need a little bit of a break from the reality this competition is, I, of it all. I I understand, but they're it's so dynamic. In I the heard way it's that really good this season. It's an incredible season. I mean, truly some amazing things, things that I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I get to watch. Like, so great. We just, we, we stand House of Tishi, House of Balenciaga. Um, uh, okay, I'll, I'll get, I'll get into it two, uh, sooner two very, rather than later. Yes, you must. Two very different house mothers who are presenting very valid styles of house mother, of house parenting. Mm. But one of them is just going to, like, stand there and, like, serve you a moment and face. And the other one is, like, kind of voguing along with the other children. But right. both are presenting very compelling cases for the, why they should win. Um, oh, I'm excited. And, it's, and, it, and, this, and, and, and it just looks great. And it just looks so good. And How's um, the judging? The judging is... I, I, I ask this question. 
How's for, the judging? The judging. You know, I for a while, you and I have been hard on Miss La Roche for a minute because when, mm-hmm. when when we used to recap Top Model for Vulture, we really we were really not feeling him. We were we did not feel that La Roche brought a good energy to the show. No, and you some might argue I even up until last night thought La Roche's bad energy for the show even for Legendary even still. Um but I was talking to Josh Sharp about this, and Josh was like, I actually like Law Roach because he is giving you a chaotic energy on that yes. in that setting where it makes sense because that is ballroom. That yeah, is, it's opinion. It's a it's you know, it really is just like, well, I I I I didn't like your shoes, so seven, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, I loved I, your name, so ten. Ten that's a ten for me. It's like, oh my god, none of the none of the judging of the score. I makes just sense. love you, so tens across the board. Ex- yeah, exactly. But that and does work for legendary and not top model because it needs to be exactly. it needs to be in the it needs to play within a rubric. Totally. And and that is part of ballroom culture where yeah. you have the judging is where everyone gets upset because the scores are you know, like that is like yeah, the, the essential to ballroom where people are like wronged by the rubric or there's one there was an injustice like, in the scoring and that's an, just yes, the way it is exactly or, or the one particular judge is like is like what the fuck are you talking about? Like, and mm-hmm. law roach serves that purpose and then i mean i mean the phrase you did what needed to be done is perfect you did what needed you to did be done. what needed to be done how are we um, loving megan megan Fabulous queen of the world queen of the world always legs out splayed on that chair one knee over the armrest looking so cool and casual um and has jamila sort of uh grown jamila, like a critical eye jamila has a critical eye she still has not departed from that bang um <gasps> and that says it all ah <laughs> Oh my god! I would love to see her in like a damn wig. I want no. She has. She puts on some wigs, but it's all. I want to just see her forehead. And I actually, we probably were gonna fucking get no eyes clawed out. I think we. I think we could do. We could do with some aesthetic versatility from Jamila. Jamila, okay, pretend beautiful woman. One of the most beautiful women in the world. One of the most beautiful women in the world, Jamila. Let's see. Let's see some different shapes along the the front portion of the hair. Of what because you're giving. We're we're only assessing this because it is essential to ballroom culture that you are giving us runway by coming out in your looks every episode, mm-hmm. and you are serving us face and body and glamour. But I want to see some variety in the hair because Laomi gives you variety. Megan gives you variety. Law Roach gives you variety. And as 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 Lady Gaga once said, hair, hair, body, face. Face for you. Not just two out of the three. And that's no. a rule of culture 106. As Lady, as Gaga, Lady Gaga said, said hair, hair, body, body, face. Face. Not just two just of the two three. Out of three. Um, Before we sort of pr- proceed on too much, um, I have to ask you what you think of the album of the moment. The pop girl of the moment has released her album. And I should say, I don't think I've spoken to you since her SNL performance, which I hear you watched from the floor, was stunning. Stunning. Driver's License on the Floor of SNL by Olivia Rodrigo was a moment. Star-making moment. Star-making moment. Um, 
My God, yeah. I have, I have I have nothing really to say, which I know is so boring. But she was just so I don't know. She she just performed the fuck out of that song, and that that is that is a song that she she understands the power there, and she mm-hmm. understood that maybe would have been it would have been seen for the first time on that show for certain people. I don't know. Um, Really incredible, and then "Good for You" was, of course, very fun. She she was rocking out like like a rock girl. What do and you then, think of them all all comparing uh, "Good for You" to "Misery Business"? And if you had to raise the hand of one of them in the ring, what would you say? You know, I mean, "Misery Business" gets points for being the first. Mm-hmm. It is structurally <laughs> very similar to "Misery Business." I think they're both they're both perfectly valid. Well, I prefer Misery Business, and I will say that because I, I I Good for You is growing on me. Like any song that is on nonstop and has a hook is. It's certainly not like Confetti featuring Sweetie by by no. Little Mix for me yet, where I'm listening to it five thousand times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will get there probably because they'll force it to get there. But yeah. um. Misery Business came on two weeks ago. I went to a TRL themed warehouse party okay. where they played early two thousands pop, and um, Misery Business came on. And when I tell you, first of all, they need to do this as a lip sync on Drag Race. Um, second of all, it slaps so hard you go on a ride and a half. Can I just tell you? We need to actually rethink the way that queer people who love to dance should relate to rock songs in general. Nope, you can turn it out. You can turn it out. Josh, okay, so first of all, I went to an 80s-themed party the other night, and they were just playing, like, The Clash and The Smiths and, like, on top of, like, the, the Madonna and the, you know, like, and the Diana Ross and everything else. But, like, you, you, you fucking, like, rock out and dance and have fun to it. And then Josh was like, oh yeah, it's like at Akbar they used to have, in LA, they used to have like rock nights where you would just like dance your ass off to rock music. And it's like, it's a thing that I think the club going sector of of the queers is like, I don't think it's actively resisted, but it's like, we should, we should, we should start the movement now to all like, bring that and have it coexist in that space because it, it makes total sense. I mean, anyone that thinks a queer person can't dance to rock to music rock. didn't see me slam my puss to the ground to Foo Fighters' Best of You at this TRL <laughs> dance party. You didn't see me grind with a man to the song Sugar We're Going Down Swinging by... Oh, my God. By, I, my by the dream girls. In, my dream in life is to be on a dance floor with you when Sugar We're Going Down Oh, let me play. tell you something, Bowen. Sugar We're Going Down came on, and it was more than I bargained for. Let's just say, to use... To use I've words. been dying I, to tell you I, everything you want to hear, because that's just who that's I, just I who am this week. That's just who I am this week. Lie in the grass, next to the next mausoleum. To the mausoleum. I'm just, I'm just announcing your, your bedpost, bed but, but you're, you're just a line, just a in, a line song. in a song. I I cannot describe that the song joy. Is major, and I major didn't even, song. I didn't even like love that song when it came me out. Neither. Me neither. But hearing it now did something to me. The same thing happened to. I'm sorry to say it, but um, 
I write sins, not tragedies. Oh, Panic at oh the Disco God. came on, and I was I, at the time I didn't like them because I was like, mm, I don't like those. I don't like the, that pop rock. That like uh-huh, emo, uh-huh, emo, uh-huh. emo was a bad word for me in high school. Oh, um, yeah. And because because the preppy kids didn't like the emo vibe, and you were um, preppy. And I was, and I was more. I, I hung out with more more of those types. But even though in my heart I did love, like yes. you pa- can't deny Panic at the that Disco, part of you. I just yeah. couldn't at the time. Good Charlotte too was just not for me. Oh, but, I fucking went in on Good Charlotte. But, but nowadays, oh my god! And when those songs came on, even like one band I did like when I was in high school, Yellow Card, Ocean Avenue came on, bitch, girl. Ocean Avenue is a very Long Island song. Very Long Island song. Very Long Every, Island all song. All yellow card. Do you remember their ballad? Here I go, scream I my lungs out. No, I'm like my my. Uh, it's only one. It's only one. Um, I. They're not your culture. Well, I think Denver high school culture in that time was definitely Fall Out Boy, definitely Panic at the Disco, definitely. Uh, there was some Taking Back Sunday there. Dashboard was huge. But also, there was oh my god! If Dashboard, Jenny, oh my if god. Jenny Madruga slash oh well, she got she got married and I forget what her last name is now. But her brother, she was like the biggest deal at school, and she was she was a great great. I loved her. I was obsessed with her. She was like a cool girl, but not like in the popular circle enough to be like like she was like cool because she wasn't she didn't get, care about being popular. Mm-hmm. But her her brother was in this band called Thirty Six Flip, which basically sounded like Blink One Eighty Two, but they were mm-hmm. slightly different. Thirty Six Flip, I mean, it's like another like number. Flip. Yeah. Anyway, um, oh my god, Did, have you ever heard My Friends Over You? No, oh, that's yeah, Newfound Glory. Never, Wait, no, that's 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 new. That's Newfound Glory. Yeah, yeah that yeah. is Newfound Glory. Um, like Newfound Glory was huge in Denver. I mean, like we, I, I definitely went to a brand new concert. I don't know if you know that about. Oh me. my god, I loved Brand New. Oh, I went to a brand new concert because Brand New, this is insane, opened up for Dashboard one time that at makes Madison sense. Square. But but Brand New was like like Dashboard was like you know they were poppy. They were they were poppy. Brand New was. It was nah. like not pop. Not no, pop. it was. I remember like, oh my god, what's the song? But then dashboard sometimes. No, but not dashboard. dashboard. Taking like, back Sunday would get really screamy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brand new. It was. Oh my god. God, wait. what's the brand new song I loved? Oh uh, my god. Um, god. I'm mean, never mind. I can't actually. I'm looking at all the brand new discography, and this is actually too much. Is it why? Is it just like you? You immediately realize you've forgotten everything. From I've there? forgotten everything, and this is actually like I, this is flash. This is taking me back to a, a time in my life that I have done a lot of work to try to escape, and I oh. like. <laughs> I actually, it's actually really shocking and jarring to be confronted by. Oh it. wait! Oh my god! It's I'll tell you what song it is. The one song I loved of Brand New, and it was like the reason why I was like, yeah, I'm actually excited they're opening for Dashboard, who I fucking loved. Oh, is yeah. the quiet things that no one ever knows. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god! So keep the blood in your head. That song. Oh my oh. god! Yeah, honestly, that probably the most closeted time of our lives. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, is that. It was it was a lot of just like s- hetero performance. Oh, big time! I mean, I was for me. Li- it was that, and the time I saw Jack's Mannequin, who I really did love. Oh, Jack's Mannequin was great, and I still have a T-shirt you from this concert in two thousand four. You don't even 
Jackson. That's Jackson. I don't right? think that's them, Mama. Yeah. No, that's that's not Jack's mannequin. Yes, Jack's it's Jack's mannequin. You don't, don't know me. Know you don't even. even I don't think care. that's Jack's mannequin. Okay, hold on. No, that's like that's like that other band. Oh God, no, Jack's mannequin is oh. dark blue, dark blue. Have you? Oh ever no, been this alone is yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, I'm, yes. No. Who is oh, that other band? Out. No, we're it's not. A, we can't. Augustana Boston. Augustana, oh my yeah, God, you, bitch! You brought Augustana <laughs> into this. No, bitch. Jack's I'm mannequin I'm is sorry. not. I'm stupid. No, I'm not white. You're not stupid. Oh. Come well, yeah, I'm not white. You were like Augustana. You are the Stana of Augustana. Bitch. I am the whitest bitch in the land. You have white sensibilities. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's just so funny Wait, because the, all the this point music is, came on, and I was like, oh my god! Like, and you can dance to it. You can. It's so danceable. Speaking of which, just Fall Out Boy, dance, dance. I mean, yeah, I, literally. I mean, but wait, and also just. Sorry, but Dirty by Christina Aguilera holds up and it could be a hit today. When Absolutely. the fucking when that song starts and you realize what's happening, you got like pull the fire alarm. Get everyone out of there. <laughs> I still there is not a filthier music video. I, I have to it's point out the music so video good. every time. It it's just so good. She went for so it. She good. said she said Christina Aguilera said whore. No, but you know what else? This is what came on at the eighties party. Faith by George Michael. And Josh oh, Hart yeah. turns to me and goes, This man does not get the fucking credit. No, he, he was a pop star, fucking, baby. He was a pop no, he's a pop star, but he was also a fucking dirty, yeah. whorish gay man mm-hmm. who fucking sucked off a cop. I mean, who I mean, yeah. whatever, but like did crazy ass shit. A cap all cops are blown. Blown. I am like, George Michael is actually huge yeah and, i like, think he's also so hot so hot but like i think i need to like actually smoke some drugs and like listen to some george michael in a deep way because i need to pay respects you know who you because know the children the children have forgotten the children have forgotten and i mean careless whisper come on you could you could you could just put it on and never let it stop oh, my, but you know who I and, just, and and wake me up before you go go also came on and that was a euphoric I'm sorry. I'm sure. I mean, so much of his stuff slapped. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. 
I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Also, you know who I rediscovered the other night who I hadn't listened to in a very long time? Stevie Wonder. Stevie has... And the ballads, oh my God. All is fair in love. Oh, I could gag. Literally, you the storytelling, gag. and also the riffing, the belting. The man is singing like Aretha Franklin. He is just, oh my the God. The vocals are unmatched, unparalleled. Bitch, Science Seal delivered lately, which Kelly just covered. Um, there's so much good. Maybe that's even why I fell down that wormhole is because I think she did a cover of Lately on her show. The mm. far more frequently wearing perfume, that one. And she did it and I was like oh I completely forgot and then I remembered the song Ribbon in the Sky which was my parents wedding song oh um, and I was like oh I need to listen to Ribbon in the Sky right now and I went through a whole Stevie moment but yes Stevie these moment. iconic men of yesterday who trailblazed pop and R&B thank you and I think and it's so funny because Aaron at one point Aaron Jackson was like 
I think like another Go Go song was playing, and that was just so the beats the, the BPM was like fucking like two hundred on it or whatever, mm-hmm, just so mm-hmm, fast. Mm-hmm. Then Aaron goes. Oh, now I get why cocaine was the drug of choice back then because oh, all yeah. the songs were like boom, 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 like yeah, just so fast. And also the emotional rock. What do you mean? Like, like just like that kind of stuff. Everything felt like hard and oh, driving. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, um, somebody like it, oh god, this is another one. Um, two of the children have forgotten, and I thought of it because she sings it in the finale. The daughter Siobhan sings "We Belong" oh, by, yes, Pat yes, by Pat Benatar, and I was like, "Yo, this girl, this girl cannot be singing this right now." But this song is it works. epic. I thought it works. We belong to the night. She was singing it with almost nothing. You thought you it know, worked. not okay. Very quickly, this is what I wanted to say earlier when you were talking about like when communities get small, it's it's hard for new ideas to break through. Yeah. Um, I think it speaks to this thing where it's like people want belong people be- people want belonging more than they want to believe. Yes. New information, factual information. Oh yeah. And this is this is this is a, this is a thing that's like come up in like the last you know five years, six years of like this new like political world we live in, and especially after COVID or during COVID, where it's like, oh, you want to, you want to be a part of something more than you want to be um, to to challenge your way of thinking, and that is true for everybody, mm-hmm. and that um, is very mentally challenging to or just mentally hard for people to sort of understand as a meta layer about the way that they process new information. Yes. I yeah. do and I also I do not think it was a mistake that so much was made out of the children's futures. Yes. I think that it was like we heard about what was gonna go on with um Dylan's girlfriend after she had gotten arrested um, that she was going to go be in beauty school. We a big thread was Siobhan going to Berkeley, you mm-hmm. know, and also the fact that a lot of these kids, like you know, he's going to juvie. Like we set up almost all of the children in the show yeah. for what their futures were going to be. And I think that actually, if it wasn't by design, then I think it was a really, really dynamic feature of the show. Was that in 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 being about generational trauma it's also about uh, generational generational experience and opportunity and mm-hmm. i think that th- the fact that um the, these parents were so um invested in the future of these children it it does mean that they they're not opposed to their kids going out and having a different yeah, experience course, maybe because right. they are upset with the fact that they're so grounded in their own mm-hmm. situations you know I, I think that's another thing too is it's like Around episode three or four, when Mare is gonna, looks like she's gonna lose her grandson, you know, I genuinely thought to myself, like, what is this woman gonna do? Like, what mm. is she, if she if she has no one, like, like, and you're in that situation, like, what is she, what do you live for? Yeah. Uh, it was it it really felt like the world was very small, and that's a success of the show. God, my friend is so smart, perceptive. Bitch, no. Bitch, you, yes. no, you. But no, I, I, literally, you. I literally, literally, all I wanted to know was what you thought of the Olivia Rodrigo album. And it feels like oh. you don't think that much of it, about it. I, do you know what I, do, do, can I tell you something? Because you're going only... up in Girl in Red now. And so I want, now that the girl okay. in the moment you, which, came did out. You even, did you even no, listen to the No, I did. I listened Red... to it a bunch. I was just like, I thought, I didn't think that that. I thought this it was like wasn't a the moment. Album. No, no, sour is the moment. I there's no denying that. 
I have only given it a, a full listen through once, and then I've, I've sort of like bounced around on songs. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. But I, I wish she wrote about more than just that one breakup because I want to know. I want to know more then, about her. But it's so good. But then, of course, I think it is. It it is a time honored tradition in pop music to write about a breakup, mm-hmm. about a single breakup. She's not the first person to do it. She will no. not be the last. She's very young, and so she has a limited scope of experiences. Mm-hmm. And like Fleetwood Mac rumors, twenty one, like iconic songs about a single breakup. You know, right, it's fi- it's fine, it's fine. I guess those artists that you mentioned, like we already met them before that album came. Like Adele had nineteen, and you're saying that you don't know you don't know about Olivia Rodrigo as a person after you've listened to. Yeah, to the I album. guess all I, I know her is... to be a great vocalist. I know yeah. her to be inspired by like nineties female rock singers um, or mm-hmm. pop singers and that she's influenced. Like, this is the new generation that is, as we've talked about, influenced by, like, Taylor Swift and, um, you know, Haley Williams, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Like, like I think this is an... Ex- I think she is inheriting a lot of... She's, she's, she's pulling a lot of very cool threads from the past, from the not-so-distant past that feel like oh okay it's just she's trying on clothes but it's like it's like what Gaga did on I'm so, this is a weird comparison this is like what Gaga did on Fame Monster where she had like an ABBA song a Madonna song mm-hmm. a Christina Aguilera song a Britney song like do you know what I'm saying like she was doing a different version of all of these other pop mental models for what mm. we, like like that where we that we already had I think but again we already knew Gaga before this before Fame Monster but I think with Olivia it's okay for her to just try on all these different hats. All I know about Olivia is that she's an incredible vocalist. Yeah, I think she's Especially an incredible, vo- the album. incredible singer and, and real writer. Like, I think she's great. Yeah. Wait, just before we continue, I'm interested in your thing with the Fave Monster about how each one of those was a different... Which okay. one were which? I really... I, I've never um, thought of this or heard this before. So, Telephone like, is Britney. Alejandro is, like, um, an ABBA slash... Interesting. Hold don't on. come on in, don't come Let, on in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alejandro is like an ABBA song. Uh, Speechless is like an Elton thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. De- a telephone is um, Britney Spears. Britney pop song, Teeth yeah. is Christina. Teeth is so Christina to me. Mm. So happy I could die and dance in the dark, or definitely dance in the dark is Madonna. Madonna. And then Bad Romance is like Gaga. You know, interesting. Like that is like the like set. That is like the center hub of the whole album. And then everything else is kind of spoken to other pop territory. That is very interesting. Like she was referencing a lot on that album as part I of think the she theme. Was, hmm. I I think, and I maybe I I've been poisoned by um I've been pilled as the kids say by the Pitchfork review that came out at the time in 2010 or, or whatever. Where they were like, she is like, she's she's trying out different things, but I think that's true, and I think that's like, I mean, she was like twenty two when that album came out. It's like, yeah. she like, it makes sense for her to not have a full definition of self as an artist. To be clear, I do not think that she should come in this fully realized. I think there's a lot of expectations on her, and I'm not expecting this to be Jack a Little Pill. You know what I mean? I'm not supposed yeah, to. Yeah, be, yeah. I'm not expecting this to be this like. This is the one of the works of my life, yes. and, and it happens to me my first one because and and even though you knew me before, like guess what? I'm just as good as you all thought. Like I, I know there's a lot of expectations on her. I guess all I'm saying is 
as an album, when I got to the song Enough For You, even though I love it as a song. You said enough of this. When she started singing and it was like, we broke up the other day, whatever the words are, I literally rolled my eyes because I was like, you know, maybe just some album reordering, just some versatility mm-hmm. in the lyrical content would have been good. And I would say that about anything that I listened to closely and kept hearing about the same thing only because I do think there's a lot of interesting things there and she gets at some really interesting stuff in Brutal and also Jealousy 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 so I'm just like and I know she's a really good writer and because she's so good at writing about this breakup I know she'll be so good at articulating more about herself like I guess literally if I could boil this down is I think it's a very Taylor album and I wanted a little bit more Taylor and what I mean is I think (laughs) to boil it down is I just wanted a little bit more fun and just and I think that probably what's going to happen on the next album is we're going to get her giving you pop dance songs I think they'll round her out that way don't forget that Ari started out and she was just giving you like Little doo-woppy R&B, like, yeah, cutie, She was cutie. like that girl, yeah. She was that girl, which is like, not to, not to, maybe this is a lazy comparison, but it's like, Olivia's gonna like start out in one localized genre place. Mm-hmm. The queers are on board. Sure are. Nep- and one or two album cycles, it will be full. If, if, it, it'll, if, it, if it'll make sense for her, if that's what the sort of... If that's what the, the, the hole in the market is or whatever, like if, there, if, there's a, if there's a need for that, like she will fulfill the assignment. She will do what needed to be done. Mm-hmm. And we'll all like fucking dance our asses off to like an Olivia Rodrigo banger that has yet to exist. Yeah. I also think so smart of her to target like Gen X and Gen- and the millennial generation with the type of music she's doing. And also, because everyone really is obsessed with her like our age. A crop, but, but no, you're, and you're saying Gen X too? Like across, yeah. like the, yeah, no, for sure. Like, I think it that is she, like, with this throwback stuff she's doing, she's like, I know, giving us she's, the music. She's bringing people in, yeah. And because and, Gen Z was to. already obsessed with her. So exactly. now it's like, oh, she's doing like a Paramore thing? Oh, mm-hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. She's doing like a weird, like, distorted Atlantis. guitar yeah, yeah. like interesting uh-huh, uh-huh. like it's stuff that we recognize and are like into and i also think that the narrative that she's from high school musical and like has this thing is is a fun one and, and one that people that are maybe a little bit older can identify with because we all know what the tabloid situation of our day was you know what i mean right and it's funny it's stupid and funny i also watched a few episodes of high school musical the musical of the series and it was not awful Oh, well, I've listened to, because I'll go to the Olivia Rodrigo artist page and I'll like press play. You can find me you, there. You can find you there. You can find me there. Um, and then I, I um, before the, before Sour came out, I, you would, you would play like Deja Vu or whatever. And then it would shuffle to the next song. It would be from High School Musical, the musical yeah. the series. And I'd be like, oh, this is, this is a good song. Mm-hmm. Or this is like this is like a great deconstructed version of Breaking Free or whatever, you know. And, and like, because it's like it's like a weirdly knowing it's High School Musical, the musical, the series. the series. So it's about a high school that's putting on High School Musical, but yet they're going through their own thing. So there is like a knowingness to it, and like it a, knows how kind of frivolous the premise is. Yeah, like it's dumb, but that's okay. I, yeah, I yeah, never yeah. was. I never felt like I was laughing at it at all, and that's kind of the way the high school. Like, but it also has that High School Musical earnest energy too i don't yeah. know it's just fu- it's funny um by the time this episode comes out there will be a new billy track that i think will be fun 
I'm hoping it's, like it's fun. Fun build because your power is a little bit of a snore. It, it never took off for me. It and I think the only reason it took off for anyone at all is because we were excited about what she put out. And like no, a lot, I'm, a I'm, lot I'm, of people clicked it. I'm excited for Billy no matter what she does. Me I just too. think it didn't match the aesthetic shift for me. No, and we had talked about this. Like we were exactly. we were really on we were on the edge of our seats about what the sound was going to be to match this new aesthetic. Mm -hmm, and then when mm -hmm. it was this, it, it kind of I'm just I'm still a little confused. It seems like the this next song, I forget what it's called, but by by the time this episode drops, we'll all know it. Um it seems fun. It seems fun. That's all that's all we know. That's and you know, know, allegedly Beyoncé is coming. To what? Beyonce is coming. Period. Oh my god, what are you talking about? Well, they were all checking in with each other on like FaceTime, and it was Kelly, Michelle, and Beyonce who all together make up the group Destiny's Child. Okay. And Michelle posted audio from the FaceTime, and Beyonce said she was cooking up some music. So we hmm. know that she's working. And I will say this: me and House listened to the Beyonce self-title on the way back from Palm Springs. I, I, I just, I, I can't describe how good it felt. I, I recently thought about the moment that it dropped. I remember asking the house I was staying in, like, where, do you remember where you were when self-titled dropped? Mm -hmm. And some people are like, yeah. Or some people are like, no. And I'm like, okay. If you say crazy. no, I don't know you girl. I don't know you girl, but Act a fool, I girl. I remember coming home from my office holiday party for my day job back in 2013. It dropped at midnight. I saw on Instagram that she had posted, like the, it was like a super cut of all the videos from the album. I was like, what the fuck is going on? You were the, the first person I texted. I literally remember. I, I remember, so because I was I remember actually, what you said. You said, I, I was like, can you believe this? And you said, no, I remember what you said specifically, what, which was, this is a sick dream. Yeah. I, I genuinely exactly thought, I thought maybe it would go be, be pulled down like, I, I thought maybe I said this is a sick dream because I think at that point it was like she had just done four and was still like popping off and it also just on not not just on the super no she had just done the Super Bowl she had just done the Super Bowl like the, that was like her last like big thing or not so not she just was done it, but huge. she done it yes she done she it, done April it the, or that, the, the year before or like or March, March or February yeah yeah and yeah, then yeah. this came out in December so it had been months but like she had established herself at such a level that for her to do this, and everyone listening to this, I'm sure remembers, but what I realized listening to it yesterday in the car was, wow, not only does this hold up, but it literally set the standard for everything that's come since. And there are truly, for me, there's one skip, but there's like- You hate superpower. I don't like superpower. Um, you, but you are anti-Frank Ocean. 93 to 94% of the album- there, it's just the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Mm -hmm, and the fact mm -hmm. how it keeps heightening in terms of how explicit it is and how much it's willing to reveal and how far it's willing to go. Oh. And then it still is just so musically beautiful the whole time. And you're just like, because she so smartly released the imagery and the visuals, obviously because of the visual album and the music videos at the same you time. You can't separate have, them. You have such a place for all the yeah, music yeah. oh my god it's, it's just... stored it's stored so well in your in your brain that like i you everything comes rushing back oh my god blow I is a fucking song blow for is all time. one of her best songs blow partition into well partition, i guess um yonsei yonsei into partition uh can i say rocket 
Rockets, unbelievable. It also one of the most one of the most sexual songs ever released, and it never ends. And I and love it. Never it. Ends. And I'm just like, I, I just it, it's so epic. And then also EXO, I mm. love so much. I was crying. Uh, the song crying. Blue, Blue, That's which by the way is very groove. And if you notice, sometimes when I do it, I will do groove. Which is a tribute to Beyonce. Blue is a skip for you. I just uh, the slow stuff for me. For me, self-titled. Heaven thing. couldn't wait for you. That's a skip for you. That's uh, that's fine. A pretty hurts, unfortunately. Skip. I I I feel my entire fantasy to pretty hurts no. every single time it comes. Pretty on. hurts. You get acting moments i mean the visual is important but the the song pretty hurts could leave i I disagree with you it can't leave for me okay so okay how about this on the album (laughs) because we know here's the thing and i had this discussion shit doesn't actually pop off in the visual album if you're watching it in order until until what you said oh okay I, I'm happy that you that you stayed so early because haunted. No, yes, of course I would have stayed, but I'm saying like Pretty Hurts is. I don't need it. It's extraneous. It's like the visual starts to blow your mind in Haunted. This is why you need Pretty Hurts. This is why you need Pretty Hurts because when Pretty Hurt when you hit play and it was Pretty Hurts and Pretty Hurts happens, you think, oh wow, this is Beyonce's new album. And then she stops everything and does Ghost. And that's when she says, I don't trust the record labels. I'm going to make no money on this, but who cares? Perfection is whatever. So she, in process of her Beyonce album, says, hold up. Why can't you just start that? Why can't you just because, start that? Because it's more powerful to, to remind you who she, is and who, who she was and who she's been. It's more powerful. And also, I still think Pretty Hurts was something she wanted to say. Oh, I don't doubt that. I'm glad she got to say it. And and Pretty Hurts and the sentiment of Pretty Hurts is one of the reasons why she's doing what she's doing. It's the soul that needs a surgery. And which, and then she took out the damn scalpel on Ghost and cut into the carcass on Haunted, so that by the time Drunken Love came came around, we were ready to do a soul transplant. So that by the end, by by the time we get to heaven, she says, "I'm suturing the wound." And Blue healed the girls. Oh, Blue. I'm sorry. Blue is the last track. I can can confirm. I mean, we better not forget 7-Eleven. We better not forget the Flawless remix. Standing on the Sun. Literally, I love Standing on the Sun. I was fucking getting my left to Standing on the Sun. Can you feel the heat on my skin? Can you feel 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 my love? You and me me standing on the sun. Oh, my God. Bitch. And also... We are not mentioning um, one Grown of my favorite one of my favorite tracks. No one agrees with me about this. No angel. Oh, I love no angel. Just just leave me alone when it comes on. Just let me get in my vibe and first both of my legs go back on your head. Then whatever you want, yeah, baby, I bet it comes uh-huh. true. <laughs> oh my god, she's wow. actually begging for dick the whole time. I love it. No, I love No Angel. Um, anyway, um, well, I'm happy that we have this moment of celebration for her. And now, uh, now Sour by Olivia Rodrigo just seems like child's play. It's not fair for us to compare anything a new artist does with 
Beyonce self-titled. Yeah, that is God. that is that that is a crazy crazy scale um, like, or curve or whatever. I mean, you she's it. gonna listen to this episode and she's gonna say, "God, it's brutal out here." It's brutal out here, which I do love. I think it's time for I don't think so, honey. And I gotta say, um, lots to I don't think so, honey, about in the world right now. But and that's good. Um, good mm. for us. I I have something top of mind that I gotta get off my chest. Okay. Yeah. This is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Dealing with and being a person that needs to be dealt with on their Molly come down. If you know that you are going to be on a Molly come down, just put away your phone. Stay Turn home. it off. Just, yeah, just yeah, stay yeah. home the next day. Don't be around anyone because I'll tell you what, I don't want to hear it. And I know when I'm on my Molly come down, I just shouldn't talk to anyone because my thoughts aren't clear. I mm. should not be speaking. I should not be spoken to. Literally, if, you're, if you deal with people on their Molly come down, you're dealing with a dark energy. And you have to know this when you take your Molly, if you're going to partake in that, that for the next 48 hours, because it is 48 hours, you're going to be unbearable. So take yourself out of the equation because it harms relationships. You actually can harm relationships by speaking to other people on your Molly come down because you're not yourself. I don't think so, honey. Me, you, and everyone we know on their Molly come down. That's Me and everyone we know on their Molly come down. That's one minute. And then, because then you're being nasty and rude. And like, I'm like, I know what this is. So like, you should have just not said anything to me at all. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Do you feel that this is something that you are contextualizing your your uh, your interactions with other people recently who have also been on Molly Come Downs? Literally, this morning I woke up. I was in. Yes, I did take the the drug Molly on my vacation. Yes, let's in just Palm say Springs. It. So let's just say I did it. Mm-hmm. Um. So then this morning I woke up and I was like. Oh, I'm in like a, a terrible, terrible, terrible mood. But I know what it is. And I know I'm tired and I know I'm like exhausted and I'm looking at Instagram and I'm feeling already exhausted by pride. And it's just because I went a little hard this weekend and I know that I'm operating at a serotonin deficit. Yes. I know enough to say, you know what? Any negative feelings I have today, any like way altercation I can get in, I'm going to avoid and I'm not going to make any big decisions today either because I am operating in a serotonin deficit. I don't have my joy. I don't have my faculties and I am not getting into it today socially. Honey, I feel you. I commend you for having that awareness. I just want to I want I want to tell everyone that. I'm glad and I don't mean to center myself. Okay. In this. But that has been what I've been feeling for the past like four months. Really? Of just like a serotonin deficit. They, 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 you know, you get what you call like a Wednesday brain at SNL mm-hmm. where it's like you've stayed up for like 19 hours writing and then it's the next day and then after the read through happens, your sketches don't get picked and you're pissed. And so they tell you like never, don't get into arguments on Wednesdays, yeah, right, right. don't make big decisions on Wednesdays, don't do, and it's like, Oh, that is just like, that's a Molly come down. Like, that's it, just a Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. It, it sounds, and now I sort of understand um, where you've been at, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> no, shut up, bitch. You make me sound stupid. No, I'm no, I literally, I, but all I'm saying is, I've it's been, great, I've been it's in great this dark people, place. I know. I Trust me, I know. I, I know. And I, I, I've wanted to be 
extremely supportive you've, of no, that. No, you've been very supportive of that the whole time, and I thank you and I commend my friend. Well, I love my, my sister. sister, but I'm just saying, like, it's it's good that everyone knows enough to say, hey, everyone's feeling like shit this day, so avoid each other. Because mm-hmm. I literally, I, I had some interactions today, and I was just like, I think that none of us should just talk. I, I don't think anyone should be talking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. think that I could help all friend groups by saying, if you party, the next day, if you don't have to see everyone, separate, girl. Mm. Separate. Do your thing. Mm-hmm, order, order, mm-hmm. order food. Stay home. Watch Mayor. Wow. Oh, doesn't that sound? Or Legendary. Or Watchmen. A- any of the above. Any of the above. So that's my. I don't think so, honey. Bowen Yang, do you have one this week? Gosh, this is Bowen Yang's. I don't think so, honey. And his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Cocaine. Ah! You are not that girl. You were never that girl. You are not the drug for me. I did a few bumps of you this weekend for the first time, and <gasps> I don't see the appeal, honey. <gasps> it's bad. You get if you gotta ask, is it K or is it Coke? It better look like the thing. You better know what you're getting on the first glance. On site. Okay? And if you don't know if it's fentanyl, if you got to buy a strip off of Amazon to make sure you're doing something that won't kill you, then you got to go the other way. Mm -hmm. I got my life by just taking an edible drinking a couple of gin and tonics, Mm -hmm. and I was on the dance floor looking at the pretty lights just like every other coked up piece of shit on the floor <laughs> i think you don't need it there is we've progressed past the need for cocaine let's just end Five the seconds. cycle uh i god bless the cartels for everything they've done for us but we don't need you anymore and that's one minute you know i um i think that what people might say to you is that you're not doing good cocaine and uh, cause i don't I have, care i have i, I will say this You've I done too, good. Co- I, I too uh, have. I too have partaken in this activity, and the diff. There's a difference between good and bad. I will say that. I I'm also sure. don't. I don't. I also do not think cocaine is that girl. Have I tried it once or twice? Yes. Yes, I have. I have tried it. I also don't think it's that girl, and agree with my sister that we don't need it. That we being said, I also know that sometimes people are get to, are able to get their good stuff together. And I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum. But for me, it's not my DOC, drug of choice. Not mine either. Again, it just, I think, I think the drug that will sort of uh, lead us into this decade, the remainder of this decade will be psychedelics. There's going to be some, there's going to be some, some big changes in the world of psychedelics coming up. Really? What makes you say? A lot of, a lot of clinical considerations. I mean, like they're like psychedelics are actually being clinically considered for the first time in a long time. I know this has like been like slow simmering news for a while. And like people that you've like, like you've heard your kooky uncle say like, Oh, it's psychedelics of whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, there, there, like there's going to be some classification clinically for them in the next in the summer or in the fall or something that's going to really? actually open the door to a lot of like treatment options for, I for with love a psychedelic I love, I a, love psychedelic a psychedelic and, and, I, and I do endorse this stripper I yes I think I think I think mushrooms I think your psilocybins and your and your LSDs those are wonderful things to do every now and then I haven't done any psychedelic in like 
year and a half, and I kind of mm. miss it. See, I, I haven't done any psychedelic in 48 hours. Uh, well, good for you, girl. I just, I have less, I, t- I have lessons every time, and that's what I, that's my favorite part. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. those lessons can be scary when you're in of the palm, when you're in the Ace Hotel Palm Springs pool and a man with a straw hat comes over to you and asks, and asks you at you, eye are level you, you are vibing? you vibing and um and so and, you were so you were tripping when he when he did this yeah in truth the answer I is I was vibing and okay. but I just yeah. didn't know how to really get into it with him but I, so I think I said sure sure am and he was like yeah said a few things to me that i kind of internalized and then sort of floated away but i did play with a big ball in the pool with a bunch of strangers which felt really fun the community That's was fun. strong in the pool i just didn't want to you know we love the pool community at the ace hotel uh, and 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 i i miss you all i if you were in the ace hotel pool this weekend i miss you I love you. I shared time with you. And if you are that guy that was in a straw hat, sort of swimming around asking people if they were vibing, and if you know you have big Adam Levine energy, um, <laughs> I specifically want to shout you shout out to you and say that um, I wasn't not into it, if that's what you were getting at. Oh, well, misconnection. Misconnection. I think what a wonderful serotonin depleted way for us to ring in pride month this year Ugh. the first the, the first post-vaccine pride month yes Ooh, baby and we here are we here are. and already tired and as we record this on june 1st um but wow it's not gonna stop us from trucking along i am coming to new york on june 16th so it's we're gonna be together my you. sister it's a new soundtrack it's i can do this soundtrack. beat in fact because we end every episode with a song Welcome to New York. And to hear the rest of that song, listen to Nineteen Eighty Nine by Taylor Swift. Just kidding. Yeah. Fuck Scooter Braun. Yeah. Don't listen Fuck to that. Scooter Braun. Wait, wait for, for Taylor's wait version. Wait for Taylor's version. And if you drag us for mentioning Taylor again, you're welcome. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. <laughs> There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. 
Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work.